Alright, Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 16.5 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome back to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss retro gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook at Temple of Geek. My name is Stacy, and joining me again, as usual, are my fellow Rebels Amanda and Trey. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so... In pretend time, this happened immediately after episode 16. Uh, so, how have things been going? In that, yeah, I mean, in, within nothing seconds, has changed in that few in, seconds. In those few I've literally, I've literally like crossed my legs from different from than I had a second ago. So right. Yeah. <laughs> so not much is what you're saying. Yeah. Not much. Have you had any time to play any other games in that time? I mean, in those 30 seconds, I managed to beat Mass Effect, so who knew? So that accomplished. That is fantastic. Either that I game... Know. Either yeah, 30 seconds? It took me 85 hours. <laughs> they oversold how long it took that yeah. game to... Or Trey's not good at it. Apparently, I just suck. <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, thoughts on the ending? Without spoiling anything, of course. Oh, man, that's hard. Uh, so I, I wasn't mad at it, but then again, I wasn't mad at the Mass Effect 3 ending because I kind of let storytellers tell their stories. Fantastic. And yeah. so, I agree. you know, yeah. I don't get super upset. I have to say that um, I thought the Jal like, arc for Femme Rider was, like, one of the best okay. arcs that... I mean, I've, I've went through and I've watched some of the other, like, cutscenes and stuff. And I feel like it was the best. I feel like I made the supreme choice. <laughs> See, I romance... Especially... What were you going to say, Trey? Oh, no, I was going to say I romanced Korra because I thought she was kind of a cool character and she was going to have more to it. And I regret it. Like, she's just... Like, she's not bad. She's just kind of dull. So my second go-around, I'm going with PB. Nice. PB's all right. PB's all right. I, I had the Jones. opportunity... Yes, I, I had the opportunity, but then she seemed a bit emotionally unstable. So I was like, oh, I don't need this in my life, man. <laughs> Besides, when you walk up to Joel and he's like, it's darling one. You're like, yay. <laughs> See, and I, in the original ones, uh, or maybe it was, I think it was either the second ep, yeah, Mass Effect 2, I think, where you could uh, pick the Quarian. Mm-hmm. And I totally picked the Quarian. Mostly, oh, no. mostly because I wanted to see what happens when you took the mask off, but you don't get to, spoiler alert. You don't get to find out. So spoiler alert for like a ten-year-old game. Yes, you, you don't. <laughs> you don't get to find out. So sad face. Yeah, sad face. Sad panda. But um. So now I just need them to come out with all the DLC. Like sooner rather than later would be great. Yes. Yeah, but still, it's been, it's barely been out a month. So like we have I to know. Like, we need to give them a minute. 
Yeah, and and plus I haven't finished it yet, so I should finish it sometime in August. Well, they're literally waiting. Oh, that's yeah. why you don't want spoilers. Yeah, yeah Jesus. <laughs> so you don't want your fault. So you don't want to know that Jaw is actually your father, and uh, he's the half blood prince. I do. <laughs> Stay I... strong and clear. La 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 la. Um. He's so. The best. First, uh, first or last topic, since this is episode 16.5, we're building on whatever we spoke about last time, which was totally enthralling. This time, uh, we are discussing Easter eggs. Easter eggs in gaming, um, some of the best, uh, your, your, uh, your experience with them, anything that stands out, you know, uh, there are definitely some for me, but, so, you know, going around the room, uh, Amanda, Trey, what are your, what are your experiences with Easter eggs, you know, some, some of the best to your knowledge that have left an impression on you in gaming do you want to go first or i mean i'm going to be very liberal with the uh, sure. easter egg oh, definition you know yeah definitely because you know when we talk about movies that's one thing uh gaming sometimes it can be so subtle that it just goes right by you which happens in movies too but i think it's hard to um hard for you to get that uh, the i don't know you, you can't just pause in the middle sometimes of a game you know so anyway so amanda so well first i'm this is what i would define easter eggs as so obviously you've got the big sort of um reveal or hidden sort of um non-game related bit of exposition so you know uh, whether it's a developer putting kind of their own name or something in there that's kind of your more obvious easter egg where you're like this isn't supposed to be here what is this and then you usually have to google it and figure out what the reference is because you know i don't know all references but even more so i think i would expand the term easter egg to also reference callbacks to the previous like games or call outs to like the genre more like fourth wall breaking sort of things okay i would kind of put those in the same sort of easter egg bundle in my opinion okay trey what about you um no i agree i mean those are definitely uh good ways to kind of identify easter eggs there's only there's only a really a few that kind of stand out um one of which I've always heard about but never experienced myself. Uh, but there's actually one talking about Mass Effect. I mean, I'm sure there's others in Mass Effect Andromeda, but there's one that I got really excited when I found. Uh, no spoilers, but you get an email about uh, from a woman. It was like Zoe Wash something. I forget what it was, but it's Zoe Wash something, and it's about nice. her husband who was a pilot, uh, and he died, and... It, it goes into detail that when I saw that, I kind of lost it um, for a Zoe Washburn Firefly reference. Yeah. Um, I was real excited when I found when I saw that in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a few really good ones out there. Absolutely. Um, I, I would agree. And, and uh, you know, whether it be like a rumor that was started and kind of like, uh, you know, the, the uh, cow level in Diablo. Yeah. You can't steal that one. That oh was no, no, no! The most I'm easiest sorry. one ever. Well, that, I wasn't. I totally wasn't going to use that one. Well, does that <laughs> count? Would that count as? Well, like they mentioned that in the beginning of Watch Dogs too. Does that count as an Easter egg? 
Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, whether it be something like that or, you know, some of the fourth wall breaking that happens uh, in other games that we I won't mention yet. Um, I think, yeah, you, you find them. Uh, sometimes you find them in the strangest places. I know, honestly, I have rarely found an Easter egg that wasn't like something that you actually had to play through. Not I, I generally, I mean, I try. I'm not a completionist, but depending on the game, I try to accomplish the majority of the achievements or search every nook and cranny or whatever. Uh, I I typically try to do that in games I really enjoy, but I don't uh, I don't typically find some of these things. I, I find out about them much later, you know. And so I, I sometimes I'll go back and I'll play, and I, just so that I can kind of experience it for myself. Um, but yeah, so so I definitely am on the same page with you guys. What would be some of the most surprising, maybe, or one of the more surprising Easter eggs that you have found, or uh, maybe have uh, you know discovered like through YouTube or wherever wherever else, and maybe tried it on your own? What's some of the most surprising uh, Easter eggs uh, that you've that you've uh, experienced in gaming? There's one that I found. I mean, it's it's a it's a common one that you find in uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. When you like, you can discover that you can actually like climb up the uh, the Statue of Happiness. That's like the Statue of Liberty in Liberty yeah. City. Um, and like at the top of it is like a beating heart, <laughs> like this giant beating heart. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Like it's the heart of the city, I guess. But it's just so weird. Yes. Like I don't I don't know what like what what it's about, but it's so weird when you just kind of find that because you can like clip through a wall or something to walk into it. Um, it's just so weird when you find that. That's that's just kind of a weird one that always stood out to me. Yeah, I, I think there are. That's a few. so cool. Yeah, there. I think there are a few in uh, GTA and the various ones that. Oh yeah. Kind of disturbing. Yeah, there's one in a uh, Vice City. Um, because it's Miami, you can you go to this like bathroom off the like on an island somewhere, and there's a like this shower just covered in blood and a chainsaw nearby. Yeah. And it's uh, just kind of like a Scarface movie reference. Um, so yeah, just GTA has a lot like that. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Amanda, what about you? Well, I wouldn't say any of these are particularly hard to find, but I guess I'm just easily amused. But um, uh, in Far Cry Blood Dragon. When he falls into fire and then he does the Terminator like thumbs up <laughs> down into the fire. I don't know. I was just so abused. I kept jumping into fire for like the longest amount of time just because it was so great. Um, so, I mean, that was surprising. I wouldn't say unexpected for the type of like game that it is, yeah. but it was definitely hilarious. Um, and then the like one of the other ones is once again, the kind of game it is, it makes sense. But in Sunset Overdrive, when you find the Fargarthians, I think yeah. they're called, and they're like the hardcore LARPers, and there's one guy and all he says is like, hardcore! hardcore. It, it just <laughs> reminds me of every like LARP game I've ever participated in in my whole life. There's always one. Um, and it's just, you know, it's great. It's just everything about that whole, all of their missions are hilarious. So, like, yeah. So that begs the question, what did you role play? What did I role yes, play? Yes, yes. If you were, you, well, you LARPed and you're as... Yeah. Uh, I played, uh, oh God, um, 
the Vampire Chronicle, Vampire the Masquerade. I was an Asamite uh, assassin back in the day. So it wasn't <laughs> fantasy uh, LARP. It was even dorkier vampire LARP in around the time that these sort of things were cool. The ye old matrixy period of time. Yeah, yeah, wore coat. Cool. No judgment. And no judgment, one, judgment free. The one, the one time I actually LARPed, it was a fantasy. Uh, it was a fantasy LARP, and it was my first time. And I was uh, an elf healer by the name of Keebler. Okay, uh, there so we I go. Got to be, so I got to be Keebler the elf. So uh, that <laughs> very original, right? Yeah, kind of. I, I kind of headed off the the fat elf stereotype. Like <laughs> I made the joke first, fools. Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, I think the closest I've gotten, although I'm I'm definitely not opposed to it, uh, but the closest I've gotten is I played uh, Quidditch. So, mm-hmm. I mean that that's pretty nerdy as well. It's pretty. Oh, nerdy. and I guess in um, I guess in uh, World of Warcraft when you're like fishing, because I would fish for hours on literal hours on end. Oh yeah. Um, I love the fishing badge. It was my favorite thing. And I remember there was one NPC that would like walk by, and they were like saying something like these fools spending all their like free time just fishing like it's like a useless pastime or something like that and i just remember it being very poignant at one point i was like what am i doing with my life (laughs) there was something cathartic though about it you know sitting there fishing i would Uh. literally like like go and jump inside a boat and like be fishing on a boat in the middle of um what was that? What's the major city called? Uh, Winterfell is coming to mind. Stormwind. Stormwind, yeah. I got there. We got yeah, there in the end. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Winterfell. Winterfell. Close enough. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, you know, probably one of the. F- I mean, I'm sure there's more <laughs> that I. I mean, I know there are Easter eggs in Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah. Um, oh you know, God, yes. Ton of them oh, in Arkham. Man. Yeah, and any of the Arkham games, they're just full of them. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, some of the first one was like Calendar Man's, or you know, the uh, allusions to other uh, characters in the game or other villains, especially the villains. Yeah, like yeah, like when you find their cells, like Calendar Man cells, I know is in Arkham City. Yeah, then, uh, that's what it was. And then Two Face has a cell in Arkham Asylum, as well as Clayface, which yes. is kind of an easy one to find, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, and all the, I thought all that stuff was pretty cool, but probably the first one that I was I discovered and I was very confused by was in uh, Metal Gear Solid Three or Metal, Metal Gear Three, the one uh, with um, who's the old man, the sniper, the one that you can just basically wait for him to die. I don't I don't know. Uh, the end. The end is his name. Um. Basically, you can't find him, you can't see him, you can eventually get to him as you're low crawling through the jungle. And have y'all played this game? Y'all played, did y'all play Metal Gear Solid 3? Uh, no, but I'm wondering if there's the Easter egg that I've been thinking of too. Well, it's the one where uh, basically you, uh, in that game you, you can catch wildlife and kill them and eat them. And if you keep them in your bag for too long, it'll make you sick if you eat it. Like you kill the snake three hours ago if you try to eat it now it, you know makes you sick um and only you can only kill certain things to eat them it's it's a lot of too much it's, realism exactly <laughs> it's, it's exactly but anyway um when you get to this particular boss if you wait for him 
uh, if you as you're low crawling through the jungle, he'll fire, and you you kind of keep low crawling through there. If you just wait, and actually, from what I heard, you can turn off the game. You can leave. You can come back, and you can load it, and you'll just lay there for a while, and he won't shoot, and he'll be dead. He will have died from old age. <laughs> He's just an old man sitting in a wheelchair with a sniper rifle. That's pretty funny. So, yeah. Uh, well, there's another, uh, there's another uh, Easter egg in, I think it's Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, that I haven't... I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it from friends who have played it, where, like, at some point, if you play the game for too long straight, like, for, like, you know, three or four hours straight, like, it'll, the game will black out and then show up with your character naked in a room, and it's telling you, giving, like, message, like, go play outside or something like that. <laughs> um, and it's, I've always heard of that one, and I, I, like, I've never, I haven't played much Metal Gear Solid, but I want to play to see that, because that just sounds really funny. That does sound funny. No, I haven't seen that one. But there are a few others, another one in that, that particular uh, string of games that I was going to mention, too. But no, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Oh, God, I just remember an Easter egg that I ran into the other day in Sunset Overdrive. So yeah. in, like, the far, far left corner of the map, there's this lady in, like, a corporate suit. And she's putting the NPC quest icons into, like, a storage crate. And you go up to her, and she's like, oh, don't you have something better to do? Well, if not, uh, you need to reclaim these NPC markers. They're, like, super useful for getting the player to do whatever we want them to do. And, like, people rent them from me. And so you literally have to go back to just about everyone you've gotten quests from in the game and reclaim their quest markers, which they've done certain random things with or whatever. And it's just the most bizarre thing ever. Like I need to it do is that. the most strange gay like mini quest ever. And it's just a total piss take on the whole thing. It's <laughs> yeah. Sun- Sunset Overdrive is like one of my favorite games, so I, I definitely need to go find that. Oh, it's, it's great. It's like the top left corner of the map when you're looking at it. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, that's... uh. The more I hear about that game, the the more I'm sorry that I haven't played it yet. Because it sounds it, like it's... It's just stupid fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you need games like that where you can park your brain a little bit and you can just yeah. enjoy ridiculous absurdness. I think that's yeah. good. The, the kill animations on that one are Easter eggs in their own right. Because when you die, yeah. uh, you can come down out of the sky like a Mission Impossible on a cable. You can, like, rise from the dead like a zombie. You can get transported in by a UFO. Like, all these sorts of things. It's like a never-ending, ridiculous reanimation um, animation. It's <laughs> hilarious. My favorite of those is, like, you'll die, and then, like, the DeLoreans comes out, and you'd, like, jump out oh, and do, like, yeah. the, the Back to the Future thing, and then Marty McFly gets <laughs> in and flies off. <laughs> that whole game is Easter eggs, to be yeah, honest. That's, it, it that's really almost is. easy mode for this list. Yeah. Man, I am totally missing out. Yeah, you need to play that game. <laughs> well, uh, I had, uh, the next one I was going to, to list was, um, I don't know how much of it, I think it's a. I think it's cool, but I don't know how much of it was an Easter egg. But uh, in Metal Gear Solid, when you reach Psychomantis, 
and uh, he starts reading off save files from your uh, save card. So basically, you're you're you reach that boss, and he starts telling you other games you've played, uh, and and things like that. And and you're supposed to set the controller on the ground. He tells you to set the controller on the ground. He vibrates the controller across the floor. And when he's done Whoa. doing when he's done doing that, he starts telling you and reading save files off your PS PS One save card. And so he knows what games you've played and how far you've gotten. Well, I can't remember if he can tell you like how far you've gotten, but he knows how much you've played those games. And it's just it's really uh, kind of eerie knowing that's that. A, yeah, that's like Skynet creepy. Exactly. <laughs> well, especially for the time, you know, that mm-hmm. there was nothing like that. You know, I think the closest kind of where they messed with your mind was um, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. Where you know that you play it for long enough, and and based on how you're performing, you know you're you're uh, you start to mentally unravel, and mm-hmm. you get to a point where you know you're you'll blue screen or whatever, and if you hit reset, it you lose all your save data. But if you just wait, it'll pass, and then your game will come back on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it mess with you'd be real mad if you <laughs> you blue screen, and then all of a sudden you just turned your your GameCube off because you're like something happened to it. No, it's just messing with you. Um, so yeah, yeah. Arkham, As- Arkham Asylum does uh, does something like that. Like uh, one of the with the Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, and it like messes with it. It's like for the first time, it like freaked me out. I was like, oh man, and then it like comes back off. I was like, oh okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, yeah, you go, you're going down a hall or around a corner because that was one thing about Arkham Asylum that I I liked. Um, and they did a really good job with it being, since it was so contained, that, uh, you know, they opened it up in the other two. But in, in just in there, I mean, it, I don't know, it, it, it gave that sense of claustrophobia. I don't know. And they just did a really good job with, uh, you know, just being enclosed like that as, as Batman, making you feel like Batman, but still being, feeling trapped, you know, while yeah. you're in there. But. Well, any other any other major Easter eggs that you guys have encountered that did not happen in in uh, Sunset Overdrive? <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I don't know how much this counts as an Easter egg as just kind of an obvious reference, um, but it's it's always one of my favorite. Um, just just because it's a Firefly thing uh, in Halo Three, when uh, they got um, Nathan Fillion, Adam Baldwin, and Alan Tudyk to do voices for the side characters, and this was like before. ODST and you know Halo 5 when they were like solid characters but uh in the beginning of Halo 3 you'll hear uh Nathan Fillion you know he's a marine off you know giving you a report and he's like all right Reynolds out and uh and they just they have they have uh some some really good uh Firefly references (laughs) in that and and I always really love that just because I'm a huge Firefly nerd oh yeah I'd agree huge and like you said, like you were saying in chat earlier, uh, tragedy that there's not a sequel. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, I'm trying to think. I, I know that there was... I had one other one. that There's there's a Hitman one that's kind of spooky. There's a... But, I, I, you know, I, I've seen it. I've never really played it. Mm-hmm. Um you know the the endings of Silent Hill. Depending on what you do, there's a few Easter eggs there. Um, I don't know how much y'all played uh, Silent Hill, but uh, uh, 
too much of a was to play that game. <laughs> well, probably I think it was our first Amanda wasn't it our first episode where we talked about Halloween games or scary yeah, games. Yeah, so yeah, no, not very good at that. It's been long established that we're all a bunch of wusses. So. Oh yeah, like I'm, the... I, I still I still have Resident Evil sitting on my PlayStation because like I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna play it, and I'm never gonna play it. Well, you better play it now. I see the sunlight. You better play it while the sun's out. And I, like, I'm VR. gonna have to be like I'm gonna have to be like really drunk. And like have people with me playing it with me. You need a support group. Yeah, I need a support group. Yeah, absolutely. My, I would say not an Easter egg, but more like a sort of funny things in Fable: the chicken gun and oh, the yeah. um, and the potion that changes your character's gender and then confuses everyone else in the game. Like <laughs> <laughs> that Speaking was a pretty like fun one at the end. Speaking of Fable, there's one, I think it was Fable 3, um, there's a side quest where you, like, go into it and it's these guys, they're, like, hooded and they're doing black magic and it's like, oh, we're gonna do a spell. And they do the spell and they just shrink you and you basically just go into their Fable version of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. And they're just, like, a bunch of, like, D&D nerds. <laughs> I never read into that one. Darn it, yeah. I missed it. And, and then I guess another one that's not, definitely not an Easter egg per se, but a referential character in Far Cry Primal, uh, which is a fairly, like, serious sort of game with, like, a bunch of caveman-y voice acting and everything. It's all very serious. And then you were into this one guy that's, like, the village tinkerer, but he has, like, a very obvious country twang to yeah. his caveman accent. Oh my god, every time he came on screen, I was dying. <laughs> it was very much like, well, pretty much everyone I grew up around. But, uh, <laughs> it was quite funny. This, uh, uh, this character and his crazy schemes. I've been uh, playing a little bit of uh, ukulele uh, over the past couple of days, the okay. new uh, platform that came out, and there's one, again, I don't know if it counts as an Easter egg, but there's one... Uh, in the pause menu, whenever you pause, they'll have, like, different characters' heads next to the pause options, and it always changes. Well, uh, I paused once and looked at it, and Shovel Knight was one of the heads. And, yeah, yeah, I was pretty excited. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Well, then, going further into the world, I actually ran into Shovel Knight, and he gave me a side quest. And I was like, that was pretty cool. And so uh, that was pretty neat for one of the just new get Easter eggs that uh, just came out. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't even heard that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, final thoughts on Easter eggs and gaming, and and because uh, I honestly I, I don't think they're ever going away. I look for you know I I definitely uh, it's to me it's it's always interesting to see how creative these game designers are with with you know putting things in there, whether it be you know just uh, an ode to the fans or maybe disgruntled employees i mean they're they've been going back as far as like some of the very first video games uh there have been people who kind of put their stamp on stuff so any final thoughts on on uh on basically easter eggs in general I mean, I definitely think Easter eggs are uh, a fun part of games, and even like even Easter eggs in movies or TV shows, just in general. Um, but I think that they should stay fun and not plot relevant. Yeah. Um, like the like in the first Thor movie, how the Infinity Gauntlet is in Odin's treasure room. Yeah. Which you know was I think a pretty obvious Easter egg, but a lot of people were like, "Oh no, that's where it was," and someone just stole it. I was like, "I don't, I don't think so. I think that was just an Easter egg." 
Yeah. <laughs> um, like st- like stuff like that, it, it kind of gets a little confusing. Um, so I definitely I like them, but I think they need to stay just fun things that you can find and get and laugh at. I agree. Amanda? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I really like, I like the more referential things. I think it shows that the developers totally get their community and, and what their community is about. And um, I think it can kind of tie you more to a series. I, I definitely like games where that's more what the whole game is as a general right. rule, but it is nice. I mean, Mass Effect even has one. You know, it, it's not a spoiler. It's not a huge plot point, but you know, on one of the worlds, really far away, some part of the map that you'll have no reason to go to. There's just two dudes with a like a grow house, and they're yes. making herbal remedies, and they <laughs> need you to get them a UV lamp, you know? And it is the most that. inconvenient quest ever, and it's just in the middle of nowhere, and they have no point other than that, yeah, um, like- it, which is quite funny. Like, even in the first Mass Effect, uh, it's one of the worlds, like, the shifty-looking space cow. Have you ever found that? And, <laughs> no. like, anytime, like, anytime you turn around, it keeps following you. At some point, it, like, steals credits from you and then runs off. Like, it, like it's up to you. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> Good. Those, those kind of things are the best. And I think, you know, more of that and, and less of people just putting their own name in things. I feel like right. that's not as clever. I mean, I could put graffiti on the wall in a different texture that says I was here, you know, like right. that's not so cool. But if they actually take the time to plan something out and, and throw a quest in or something like that, I think that's quite cool. No, I think that's true. Like, I think Duke Nukem had things like that, um, like tongue and cheek stuff. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that. Yeah, I agree. Anything that kind of, it, it doesn't take away necessarily from the story. You have to kind of go out and search for it. But, uh, you know, for fans or for people who, um, I think most people enjoy stuff like that. And it adds a little bit to the game, too. You know, you can tell they cared about it and they invested a little bit more of themselves into it. So, absolutely. Well, I look forward to more of them, and, and I know that you guys do, too. So, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Podcast. I want to thank Amanda and Trey for joining me again on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted to our site at templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to see more of us, you can also support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at RetroRebel at TempleofGeek.com. Head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because that helps us a lot. We'll see you next time.